0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well, we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with this cursed episode are my co-host.
1: <laughs> my name is Craig. We're back again. We're doing it live. We're, I don't know. We'll see <laughs> what happens.
2: <laughs> my name is also Craig. Uh, what a fitting start to the Halloween month by having a cursed episode with a <laughs>
1: ooze,
2: you know? <laughs> spooky
0: you know maybe it's october that's making me record this podcast seven times it's just that yep. it's spooky and some ghost has invaded my computer
2: yeah, lovely man,
0: <laughs> and you know what else is invading our podcast the news
2: mm. nice segue that yeah well i'm actually yeah, that was,
0: yeah, that
1: was like a that's like a six out of ten i
0: I was about to say that might have been i thought that one might have been worth restarting the podcast over again like that (laughs) that segue was a lot better than what what we had originally (laughs) yeah fair my big my big news topic this week is google stadia to shut down to the surprise to no one but we do get some good and slash bad news with it as well of course it's shutting down no one cares about google stadia and probably no one's using it it's unfortunate for the developers that got bought we're making games for stadia and now are like, Oh, what do we do now? At least those games will probably go multi-platform most likely. Uh, but some of the good news is that one, Google stadia is offering refunds, which is pretty cool. And then two, uh, places like, or companies like Ubisoft is allowing you to transfer your save and transfer your purchase over to their, to their own, uh, like Ubisoft has their own kind of gaming launcher for the, for PC. So on that end, Pretty good on them. Kind of surprised Ubisoft did a cool move for once in their life, it feels like. But I know none of us play Stadia, but, you know, what What do no. you guys think about
1: You know, you know um, it's interesting because I just thought about this. There is a specific game, and unfortunately I cannot go into details on it, the whole NDA things, but it's a <laughs> game that I have taken part in that is in production for... On three separate occasions now and i actually have another one that i'm supposed to do this coming tuesday that is using stadia and that's the oh. only time i've used it um so now i'm curious to see one if the one on tuesday still goes through um and if it does like what the future of this game is um a i it's even hard to explain like a massive online community type game um, okay. but okay. it was using the Google Stadia brain, basically, right to stream everything. So yeah, I don't know, like, there's been other developers, right, that have said that this was news to them, that Stadia was shutting down, and their futures are up in the air as well. So yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that the buy in on Stadia was that high to begin with. Yeah, I, I think we all said this when Stadia was first announced that it wasn't gonna last, right?
2: Yeah. And, and if you're working for a developer for there, you got to think there's got to be some guy, let's say his name's Carl, who, <laughs> who was looking on LinkedIn and just keeping in the back burner, possibly open jobs for when this thing was going to go south. There's probably multiple versions of that guy, you know, you know, like, yep. it's been, it's been sinking for so long that if it was the Titanic, you would have already been in a lifeboat before the glacier hit you know, or before it hit the glacier, so to speak, right. But, you know, at least Google is, you know, doing good things like offering refunds and things like that and such. And uh, I hope everybody lands who was working, you know, on projects or working for developers that specifically or solely was making games for stadium. I hope everybody lands correctly, uh, because that it, it, it does suck. But like you, like, even we could see that this was going to happen, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I remember specifically other podcasts when Stadia was announced being like, is this going to end up like everything Google does where they abandon it in a year because oh, they, yeah. wants, they don't see the returns and everybody being like, oh, 100%. And here we are. Has it been a year, over a year? I, don't I know, think it's, couple been years. Two, uh,
0: it's at least been a year or two years, I yeah. think.
1: Right. And here they are abandoning it um, because they didn't see the return that they wanted so yeah it figure. reminded
2: me, it reminded me when i used to watch uh making the band with like isn't that the one with p diddy where he yep. basically just like gave up on everybody after a year there
0: was, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, that was... reference soared
2: the sword over
0: my head i got no <laughs> idea what you're talking about You mean
1: you don't you you don't know danity kane
2: yeah or day 26 <laughs> yeah uh,
1: come on barry
2: i guess we're showing our age here craig I don't yeah know. we are apparently that was that, he, that was it. that was an early 2000s show mid 2000s show i'm pretty sure it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I have no idea. I I have it. What what was it on MTV? I think
2: so. Or is so it yeah, VH1 that or, maybe? It was one or the other. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like it's getting off topic. But like the shows I remember from like my early VH, you know, MTV VH1 days. What, what was it like? Like the dating New York show or like New York. I really love New York. I love New
1: York. I yep. love
0: New York. That was That's a classic. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, the dude, Flavor those slave one, um, yes. Rock of Love, okay, love. yeah, I d-
0: yeah. I do know those those ones as well, but those other shows they must have been too early because I I don't know it's I we're, you we're might little have been speaking a foreign language.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry that that was a good couple of years of trashy television. No, oh absolutely, saying, it was good. Yep, and I miss it. I kind of miss it actually. Now that we're talking I love about New York it. was great. I love New York was great. The yeah, fact I that better- I
0: still remember characters like chamillionaire and. Yeah boston chance 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 yeah he he,
2: he always had his hat like perfectly like on the side of his head and it never moved I think it was was cgi
1: it was cgi yeah had to have been
0: how can we remember these people and i can't remember what i did two weeks ago like this is
2: selective memory impression yeah
0: Boston, though my favorite white boy man he was yes
2: (laughs) yes oh my gosh
1: I I love that we got to the Boston from Google Stadia. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was, what, That's a what a connection. What a connection. Um all right, I'm gonna hit you with my news article and it's not gonna be what you expect. I'm switching it up here. Um okay. I wanted to talk about uh Slime Rancher 2 real quick. Uh, okay. dropped on dropped on Game Pass last week. Yeah, as week a preview. The full game's not out yet, yeah. Right. Um anyway, it sold over uh 30,0. 000 copies in less than a week um and and again this is a strong case that you know i saw numerous articles saying you know this is the case to show that just because your game is coming out on game pass does not mean that you're not going to sell anything Mm -hmm. um slime rancher one was a well-loved game my daughter absolutely loves slime rancher and has been looking forward to the second one for a while i think it's a great relaxing game and you know It made me happy to see that it sold so many copies. It definitely deserves it, even though it's not technically out yet. It's in game preview.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was doing that well. I knew it came Mm -hmm. out, but that's those numbers are good. Hopefully they just continue to rise. I know it's a very particular game, but Mm -hmm. still Slime Rancher. If uh, people willing to try, that's the thing about game passes. You have it and you're willing to try it because it doesn't cost you anything. I just hope that whatever deal end of whatever the end deal is for that developer, they still end up making out in a good in a good spot. Right. So that's all I can hope
2: for. Yeah. yeah, they should too. That's really good on them, mm-hmm. really. Um, so I have a it's not like a segment, but it's more like a collective. So Dahmer. The show Dahmer featuring Evan Peters came out in the last two weeks, and ever since it came out, it's received an insane amount of praise and an insane amount of scrutiny I was about to, at yeah, the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do, I mean, I'm going to kind of condense all of the terribleness because, like, it's just insane. So, as you guys know, Jeffrey Dahmer crazy serial killer from like the 70s and 80s long reign of terror, like all types of crazy stuff, cannibalism and all uh, like just a really bad person, but also a really sick person on the inside. This is like the 80 millionth adaptation of some part of his life. Eighty millionth, like whether it's book, television show, documentary, documentary, television show, movie, whatever. And the first thing, the first part of the scrutiny that it's received that's really kind of grinding my gears really is- Oh, so it's all a these,
0: grind my gears segment.
2: It is, yeah. it is. Just call me Peter Griffin, cause it's grinding my gears. <laughs> all of these people are coming out after watching this series and it's created by Ryan Murphy. So he's bringing the American Horror Story fans over. He's bringing the Nip Tuck fans over. He's bringing the Glee fans over. It's Ryan Murphy. If you like any of those things, you're gonna check out what he does people are upset and calling out to major musical artists because they've seen this depiction of the terrible real things that Dahmer has done, and now they're calling out Katy Perry, they're calling yeah. out Kesha, yep. and they're calling out Eminem, which let's for Eminem, that's just a daily thing. And they're asking them to either change or remove their songs that had a Jeffrey Dahmer reference in it. And I'm talking about like Katy Perry's song it's "Dark Horse." Yep. it's it's "Dark Horse," which I don't know if you remember. I had to look it up. That came out in 2013, and yep. Katy Perry didn't even say anything. It was Juicy J who was actually on the track as the rapper, because that's how I think of Juicy J as a rapper in quotations. In quotations.
0: Yep. <laughs> With the name Juicy J, he can't be anything other
2: than. If you told me he was a country artist, I would have. I would. I would have <laughs> exactly. been
0: shocked. It's yeah.
2: up in, It's up in the air. And they're they're calling that song out. They're calling out Kesha's song, Cannibal, which we all know when Kesha's early career was. That was back like 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. it seems. And they're calling out like three different Eminem songs because everybody said something like, oh, I'll eat your brains like Dahmer or um, I'll eat your heart out like Dahmer or just call me Jeffrey Dahmer, whatever. And it's so this is why I'm upset. I'm upset because this is going to be the Dahmer adaptation that makes you realize that Dahmer is that terrible number 1. Number yeah. 2, why are we calling out 10-year-old songs? If we really want to get on this train, there's this, that's a long train. And we could call out like we can call out a lot of different musical artists for what they have had in their content. It just made me sick to the stomach to read it because I feel like that is I I feel like he has enough notoriety where you should know who this man has been. And why does it take one man's artistic depiction and just because you probably watched Glee or you probably watched AHS, that this is the first time you're seeing that this man exists. (laughs) And now you're angry in 2022. So So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is regarding the, there was a production assistant who worked on the Dahmer series. Her name is Kim Alsup. She is talking about how it's the worst show that she's ever worked on due to some of the conditions that she had while on the show. Now, the Dahmer show is about, and I need to correct myself from last week, the majority of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims were people of color. So this particular person's on the production crew. She wasn't one of the many African American or people of color actors that worked as actors on the show. She was one of two people on the production crew and she was claiming, well not claiming, she was saying that they were calling her the other person's name and mistaking her for the other person of color working on the production crew not to mention the conditions and so on and so forth. That was like the main thing that stood out to me that she called out. And obviously there's a lot to unpack with that. We don't have to unpack many of that or all of that, but that's just kind of like a little bit disgusting to me. Um, The other thing and the third thing, which is also disgusting is referring to Netflix, not even really consulting the victims that are still alive and the victim families. So there was one victim that came forward that said that they watched part of the show and it made them sick um, to their stomach, which I, I would guess that a show like that or any show that depicts Jeffrey Dahmer's exploits, uh, negative exploits, would make you sick if you were a survivor. But it's just this combination of things that's making this show very intriguing to me because it's really just two to three weeks old at this point. And this is this is like the stuff that came out about it. I don't know what you guys think of any of that. But I had to just bring that to light because that's a lot for a very, very new show. Yep. You know,
1: um, the music stuff to me, like, I feel like anytime anything major comes out pop culture wise, people will just go digging to find something. Mm-hmm to bring up, you know what I mean? And like the music thing to me is ridiculous. Um, people have been talking about discussing Dahmer forever. Um, mm. What I take more of an issue with and I haven't watched the show yet. I don't really have a desire to because I think at this point I've probably watched like six documentaries on Dahmer, I'm um, a couple movies. And besides that, I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, but I consider Ryan Murphy to put out pretty much just straight trash. Um, with a lot of the stuff he does. I like Nip Tuck, but it was trash, right? Yeah. Like it yeah. was what he does is just that's his style to me. I know a lot of people like Lee. I was not a huge fan of Lee. Nip Tuck I mean, at the yeah. time, I enjoyed, but again, it was not much there. um yeah. American Horror Story, I liked the first season, but again, yes. it's a lot. It's a lot of, in my opinion, it's just mine. It's just a lot of trash. So like, When I saw he was doing this, I was like, I don't really have a desire. To me, it almost seems like he was kind of like. Holding up Dahmer, right, like kind of fantasizing Mm -hmm. about Dahmer a little bit, which is gross, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but more so for me, it was just like, man, we've had a bazillion things about Dahmer already. Do we really need another one again? And I even saw on Netflix today, there's a documentary coming out next week on Dahmer. Like what? (laughs) I know he's like one of the most you know, prolific serial killers, um, one of the most well-known. But yeah, I just, I'm so over Jeffrey Dahmer at this point. I don't need any more. And nothing about this show made me want to watch it. Just look like just, you know, something that didn't need to be made, honestly.
0: Yeah, my opinion, really, I don't think can change much only because this is going to go with my upbringing. I have no, I had, I I recognize the name Jeffrey Dahmer as a serial killer, but I know nothing about what he did or what happened or anything like that. Like that might just be because I don't remember it. Like I don't ever think I was taught this stuff in high school or anything like that. What Uh, class would they teach you
2: that
1: in? I don't (laughs) know. History. You think like (laughs) history? That's not in history. Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) But you talk, you talk about like, you know, bad people in history, you know, the, You know, right. I, I remember in my classes, you know, you would talk about, you know, Hitler, who is mm-hmm. universally a pretty bad guy, you know, slave owners who, you know, mm-hmm. back in that day was also pretty bad. You think why? you know, I guess maybe we aren't talking about serial killers to hope to hope and not spur a copycat <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know much about him or what he did. Uh, I didn't plan on watching the series either. Uh, if. If. I don't know whether or not the production crew thing is like, did they actually look alike or were they being facetious in a way like doing that? Like I, that that's kind of stuff that like I would need answers for is, yeah. you know, is, is it some inside joke that is, is it almost like bullying in a way, uh, yeah. you know, where it's kind of like doing that thing, but you, who knows?
2: Yeah. Apparently they were both dark skinned. One was, I think she, like the actual production assistant who came forward was 5'5", five, five, the other girl was 5'10", but they both had braids on. Um, it's a sensitive issue yep. because that is something that has been in the community, in the the Black African American community for a long time. You know, do, does this person look like this person? They all look the same, that whole thing. So that's where, that's what sparks the debate. And, you know, reading it as, as a person of color, I... I don't know if I'm null or numb to certain ones. Like I get outraged still, but like for this one, it just felt like another story where this happens. It's like somebody else came forward again. Um, But like, again, like the reason is to see like all of this coming together for this one show. And like Craig, before I forget, I'm going to say it because I tried to give Ryan Murphy like a lot mm-hmm. of slack. He does put out a lot of trash. I know this now. <laughs> yeah. No, because like after the first season of American Horror Story, Amer- he was like a football. He was like your, your, your classic football team. They could have eight terrible seasons and you'll still be a fan. And you're like, well, maybe next year, maybe next year. That was yeah. me throughout the entire American h- Horror Story, like t- to this date seasons and Mm -hmm. nip tuck was only good really good through the carver which you probably remember after that it was trash it was complete and utter trash but Mm -hmm. the characters were played well by their their actors and actresses so you stayed with it but like he does and and like glee i haven't seen glee but it seems like it was that's his best technical work Mm -hmm. um from what people are saying and the reviews and everything like that so i had to get that out there he does put out a lot he is a a weird guy that I'm I'm finding as he's putting out more stuff as a production, um, as a producer. So, I don't know. I feel like this is not going to go away. We may see something that we can report on next week about how crazy this show is. But the fact of the matter is, is like going back to it all just as kind of like a sum up. We don't need more Dahmer, number one. Number two, three, and four is we don't need more Dahmer. We know he exists. Yep. We know that he had, like like Barry you may not have like like learned about him much the guy did have a very interesting and decrepit and dark beginning portion of his life and the part of his life where he actually started killing people that's the crazy thing it's like you could literally you can do a whole series on his childhood because he had like the worst one of the worst ones of that I could think of of serial killers but like we don't need more there are if we're going to do that, if we're going to keep doing movies about that kind of stuff, we can do stuff. There's plenty of them. Mm-hmm. There is plenty of them. You could just go through specifically the American like 70s, 80s, and 90s. You'll find plenty. So... I don't know. I know this is a long rant. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of different ideas going with this particular thing, but just the show Dahmer is just crazy right now yeah. in terms of in terms of drama. But that's that's it. That that's that's all the news I have.
1: Barry, <laughs> the easiest way I could say it though is that America in general just has an obsession with serial killers. That's why this yeah. stuff just yeah yeah to get made yeah the,
0: yeah because the murder like murder mystery yeah. stuff right is is still all the rage. And now, mm-hmm. and I might be missing something here, so, and I might, it might just be ignorant. Are you guys talking about Glee, the TV show? The yes, one where, yeah. like, they're singing yep. and stuff? Yep. yep. Okay, just was... making sure. Because that, yeah. everything you guys have told me that he does, the, Glee is, like, completely
2: out of left field. Oh, he does completely different yes. things. Yeah, like Okay. Tuck, All I right. think it was his first thing, then mm-hmm. he did Glee, which was completely different. He
1: did a show about, uh, was it Versace? Yes, something one of the designers. But I mean, even Glee, like the show is is completely different. Yes, but like the backstory on that show and how awful everybody in that show was is still there. Just like every other Ryan Murphy show. Right. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. had people killing themselves, overdosing, pedophiles. All of that is in the Glee show. So, yeah, he just I just don't think he has a very good track record to me. No, (laughs) Hmm, interesting.
0: Let's go on to games then a much happier topic, at least on our end. Uh, games for me this week is I did get Dio field Chronicle in time and I played it. So I have a bit of that. And then Valkyrie Elysium. I got that on time as well. So I actually have two games to talk about this week. So what about you guys?
1: Um, I took to heart our conversation we had two weeks ago about never finishing games. Oh, boy! and uh, I do want to say that I'm not going to talk about them, but I did make a point to completely finish the last of us and the DLC. And then I did finish Metal Hellsinger as well because I was like determined last week to like finish some games. So that's what I yeah. did. Um, but the, the new games that I played, um, obviously the Call of Duty beta, uh yes. FIFA. Um okay. yeah,
0: that's right. I have FIFA yep. as well. FIFA
1: Whoops. um session came out. I have okay. a bunch of thoughts on that. And then I played a whole bunch of trombone hero. Yeah, oh, trombone
0: okay. champ. That's me too. Yeah, trombone, trombone champ. champ. Okay. champ. Trybone champ is
1: me too. Right. <laughs> I love that. That that game I feel like has a dark side too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> we'll
0: talk
2: about it here in a minute, Craig. <laughs> uh, so I had a um I had a very square Enix week week. Nice. I did the Star Ocean Divine Force uh demo. Oh, okay, cool. Day. And then I did Valkyrie Elysium as well. So, Barry, we could just tag team that. Wait,
1: um, wait Craig, wait. I wasn't here last week, but I'm going to ask you this
2: Did you beat Soul Hackers? I am. Oh, no, he's not. He's not done. You didn't beat it. You still didn't beat it. I know, and I I literally need just like 45 minutes, depending (laughs) on how long the final cutscene is. I just have to load the game and play the final boss. Okay. And I promise I will have it done by next week. All right, I will. I was just curious. That's all.
1: The ending is
0: paramount, because if if you tell me the ending's bad, it might not be a top five game anymore. It's not a top
1: five game. <laughs> it's taken him this long to beat it. It's definitely not a top it's, 5 game. It's not. Hey, holding dude,
2: it yeah. Games games take a while to beat, you know. It's, it is a jam. They don't hold
1: your interest. He's been at the end for a month now.
2: I have been at the end for a month after, <laughs> <laughs> after spending like after getting too close to the end in like a week and a half Then yep. I just like Or means... it's uh,
0: here's here's another
2: way. It's the game is so good that he's afraid to beat it
0: because if he beats it no. that means it's no. over. Nope. No. That's not it at all. Craig, you're just supposed to play along, man. Come on, just yes. play along. Anyways, I'm so
1: scared to play the game. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up every week. That's my point, just like Scorn. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: So <laughs> I'll have it done.
2: Yeah, right. go ahead, Barry.
1: Uh, A
0: bunch of games to talk about this week. Uh, yeah. Let's do, I'll do Diofield Chronicle because it's the oldest game out of all of them that I didn't get to okay. talk about. Diofield Chronicle is a really mixed bag for me just because it is turn-based, which I do like. The art style is great. I just find the story incredibly predictable and boring right now. Uh, Maybe it gets better along the way, but all this is it. It is a medieval setting, which you have a lot like you can do a lot with it. But my problem Mm -hmm. with the medieval setting is that if you don't create a good storyline around it, it could be an incredibly boring time. I think I I do especially like the combat cuz it's it's kind of like this weird sort of RTS sort of feel but it's live action. So it's not like I'm commanding like a set of 60 troops and I it, it's kind of like actually Age of Empires. Yeah, I I never mind. It's more like Age of Empires to where right. I can, I tell the character to move where he goes and he moves there and it takes time for him to get there. It's not like he moves 6 spaces a turn. So okay. There's okay. kind of like this this ebb and flow to the battle that I that I kind of find refreshing, considering it's a it's supposed to be kind of like a turn based battle, but it's not. Uh, the controls are actually pretty complicated. I'm not the biggest fan of the control scheme. I find myself constantly trying to go to one character. It goes to the first character or another character. So it's like, because here's the thing, and this is just a small example of this of this of what's happening when I want to go to use an ability let's say I have a mage an archer and a knight character if my if it's my knight's character's turn and I go to use an ability it goes to the it it'll go to the mage or the archer why I don't know but it's just one of those things where I need to then go over to the go over to the knight's ability like tab and then use his ability like it's just that kind of stuff where it gets bogged down it doesn't feel like it's streamlined to make it like easier, fast paced, which is what, you know, the reason it's not turn-based, you'd think it's because they want it to be fast paced and moving. But the fact that mm-hmm. I get stuck in a menu and it's a menu that I want to be in there longer than what I want to be in there for, just make things a little bit more bogged down uh, for, for my liking. Field Chronicle. Uh, it kind I kind of feel like it's another one of these games and it's, it's weird Nintendo games usually have some sort of art on their like little cartridges and bravely default to triangle strategy. And now this game, it's just a black cartridge with white lettering <laughs> over <laughs> it. And it's weird how all of these games like those three games are quite similar in how they play. And and it's one of these games where I think let me just see here. Deofield Chronicles Square Enix. Um, Bravely Default Two is Square Enix, yep. and Triangle, is Triangle doing, Strategy is—is right? it—is—is is yep. it, is, is it uh, yeah. Square Enix? I just have to double check. I think it is too. Square yeah. En- so. so yeah, Square Enix it's, is
2: dropping like ninety percent of the RPGs nowadays. Hey, yeah. Wait, I, side I, side note, side
0: it's note. weird <laughs> how all those games are all like combined or like different, but they're all kind of the same in a different way, and each one kind of has this thing that's good and bad about them. Uh, if I had to pick the worst between these 3 it's the diofield chronicle. I do really love the art style, but the art style's not going to it isn't what makes you play a video game. You can enjoy no. it for a little bit, but then eventually you're like, eh, "it's the art style, like the story isn't that good and also like the combat system's frustrating me." The the fights are fast. So I do like that it's quick and easy to do a fight, come back to if you want to, and you're not really missing anything, but um it's the other stuff that bogs the game down for me more than I'd like.
2: Okay. That's fair.
1: Um, all right, let's do FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, FIFA it up.
2: Kick, kick it off, guys. Kick it off with FIFA. Oh. Kick it off. So
1: I just want to say that I had, like, zero interest in FIFA again until the Ted Lasso trailer came out. And I was like, well, putting Ted Lasso is a no-brainer, but also a wonderful idea, right? But the game itself, like, did they change anything? It doesn't feel
0: like they did. Like, <laughs> no, it it's it's the same thing. See, and it's the same thing with Madden. They're produ- yep. They're showing like field sense to this yep. FIFA's version of that is hyper motion two So I don't Which know. You I skip don't
1: after the first yeah. time you see it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't see like any difference at all. But that's this thing about sports games is that you're playing yep. it for the you know the updated roster. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan. Like, I really do think that they should trim down, like, some of the stuff. I don't know how many people are playing Volta, to be honest. Uh, like, the 3v3 Brazilian <laughs> game.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, yes, Ultimate Team's still there. The seasons, the career mode, it's all there. But I just feel like there's so much, and I, just, I, I don't know. Like, for me, the game isn't doesn't feel new enough to make me warrant actually buying it. So... Yep. Like I'm not going to uh, like I'm not going to buy FIFA 2023. I'll just play if I if I do somehow manage. And this is a stretch. If I somehow manage to play 10 hours of this game, put me out of my misery. Uh yep. <laughs> or something like that. Like take the Xbox away, disk, you know, uninstall the game and throw my Xbox in a washing machine or something cuz like yep. I shouldn't be playing this game because it's literally the same as FIFA 22. Uh yep. Dude,
1: the, these these 10 hour trials are a godsend though. Yeah, no right? kidding. On all the, the sa- all the EA saving sports me 60 games? bucks.
0: Yeah, saving yeah. me 60, and 70 like, bucks. That's nice.
1: Yep. And the NHL, when that, that comes out in like two weeks, right? There'll be a 10 NHL, hour trial of that. NHL has a chance to be something different, but yeah.
0: I don't know. I feel like we're running into like sports games felt fresh when they got mm-hmm. to the new gen consoles. And now that they're on the second iteration of these next gen console versions, it just feels like, OK, this is nothing like I don't.
1: Yeah, yep. But yep. I don't know. I don't care about Madden this year. I don't care about FIFA this year. I'll do the 10 hour trial for NHL, but I expect literally nothing from it. Um, I mean, again, all my hope is pinned on college football next year. That's it. Like, that's the only sports game that I'm like actively looking forward to. Yes, I'm still playing 2K NBA, but like I wasn't like looking forward and counting down the days to NBA 2K23. I was just like, do oh, have, that comes out next week. Let me buy it. I do have PGA Tour. That that yes. one should be on trial oh, yeah, as well. Yeah.
0: That yep. one I am I excited for because they, they, they got what they needed this year. So I, I am excited for they got licensing. <laughs>
2: have, they got yeah, that's what they needed. Sure. I have a question for you two gentlemen. Because I, I really, I really enjoy this point that's being made. So if you're presenting something to like, let's say EA Sports, what would you what time frame would you present to them? Like, let's say you're saying that like a Madden should be released. How many years two. should they wait to reduce yeah, it? It's what so Call of Duty is doing. So you're saying two, but like maybe have like a, a natural updated roster yeah. that Update happens the in a year. And you can box. two years yeah. exactly
0: you can charge oh, okay. for the updated roster yeah, i have bucks. no issue with that 20 30 bucks i'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine with them doing that but oh, okay. it and it's the same thing that happened to all the assassins creed games as well you eventually put so much strain on a development team that they not only need to keep like, and this is what's going to happen with Madden 23 as well. If they release Madden 23, you now have to consistently update the game until the Super Bowl ends, till February, yep. and then yeah. you have another couple months where the game usually comes out in August. So that's another six months to somehow develop the game and make it different. The time, the turntable for this for these sports games is ridiculous, and I. Don't want to necessary. I don't think the de- i the developers are really at fault, other than like their grimy ultimate team stuff like that. I can't stand yep. for. But the how how can you expect a development team to come up with something st- substantially different from the from one game to the next when you don't have your full team of developers working on the game until six months after it comes out and there's six months until the new game comes out. So I I don't necessarily blame these guys to be completely honest. And to be fair, I played a decent amount of FIFA this, uh, sorry, not FIFA Madden this weekend. (laughs) Madden still Madden still feels and plays great. It's just that it's just the same Madden game. And I'm that loser that pays 70 bucks for a roster update, regardless of
1: what, (laughs) of what it's worth. So nerd. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I do it with 2k every year. It's just, yeah, yeah, I, I the answer is definitely every two years do the Call of Duty schedule of releasing games, charge twenty or thirty bucks in July for the new updated rosters, and you're good. Your people are gonna pay it. You know, you might have some people who are confused the first two years until they figure <laughs> it out, but I mean people will figure it out fairly quickly, and everybody benefits, right? You have more. You have a year and a half at that point to substantially change the game and make improvements and you still get your your money from the roster update and ultimate team. So I don't know. It just it seems like the logical thing, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, and like (laughs) and one thing about
0: it, too, and I'm not sure, like because the markup on games isn't necessarily great, you know, that, you know, most games are pretty much almost made to cost just with a couple extra dollars that is actually profit. If you think about it, making a $30 roster update, that's pretty much pure profit. You don't have to spend time on production yeah. yep. uh, of the disc, paying athletes to be on your cover of this thing, like paying and, you know, printing out codes and stuff like that. <laughs> like you could skip all those steps. Yeah. And just to make it and just make a roster update that goes, okay, 30 bucks, here's the roster update and people will pay it. That, and that's pure profitability. Like yeah, you don't have to. Point and you don't have to like depend on those seven dollars of profit and again it's not going to happen this way because it's just not how games work you know people are going to see oh i need they're going to see the disc of madden 24 and go i need that not madden 23 even if there is a roster update between the two to get you over there but you know the the public's dumb and so am i i'm the public so i'm (laughs) i'm there with
1: them let's um why don't we switch to happy though? Because I've been so excited to talk to you guys about Trombone Champ. Though, I yeah, will good. absolutely talk about Trombone <laughs> Champ. Yes, I want to hear this. So, did you this. like me, Barry? Just kind of, I stumbled across a news article talking about it. Is that we, what you we heard talked about, about
0: it, it last? We talked about okay. it last week. It went. Vi- it's viral on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that game is just. Uh, it it hit yeah. the right time. It feels like. Yep,
1: and I think part of it too is. I saw an article. I, I want to say it was like Kotaku or somebody made an article about it. And at first when I looked at it, I was like, okay, it's a rhythm game. I like rhythm games. But I was like, uh, there's no – like it's all free use music, right? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like, And I was like, ah, I don't know. That seems kind of dumb. Do I really want to play the Star Spangled Banner or, you know what I mean, or, or Beethoven? Oh, Canada? Yeah, or Who Oh, Who doesn't? Right? Who but doesn't? I think <laughs> – I was like, you know what, though? Everybody's talking about it. And it's what, like 20 bucks or 15 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And like, it's surprisingly fun, right? Like, it's simple. You're just moving the mouse up and down and hitting the button. Um, But I don't know, just something about that simple gameplay works for me. And then collecting the cards is cool. And then you start finding more things as you're playing that you can do, which is hilarious to me. There's like the demon that you can summon. That's hilarious. There's the baboons. Um, I haven't done everything yet. Have you, Barry?
0: No, I'm. I think I'm missing just four cards in the okay. um, in the tromboner set. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> sorry. It's so no, it, 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 I'm, I'm sure it. That's that what this game bad. is. That yep. that it's it's weird how how this game takes itself so non-seriously because mm-hmm. as rhythm game fans, we're used to like if we're failing like it's just going to kick us out or it it, or it or it makes it so that way it sounds bad like even if you're in no fail mode on rock band you know Mm -hmm. the crowd starts booing you and you know like it stops it stops sound altogether in this game if you're failing it's just hilarious because you're just (laughs) you're just tromboning in the wrong tune um (laughs) so funny (laughs) <laughs> it's uh you know i do the only thing i can say is i do wish the playlist was a bit bigger um mm-hmm. but it does seem like they're updating the game to put more songs out for it yep. uh i don't know playing oh canada star spangled banner beethoven's fifth um yep. it's all kind of weird fun i didn't think i would enjoy the game as much as i do but there's something just so so like mind and i shouldn't say mind-numbing It's kind of just like endless fun with it, you know, despite the fact that there isn't a lot of songs. You can trombone completely out of tune and it's just going to be funny. Um, Yeah. And the songs are and like the serious songs are all there. But then I don't know what the creator has an obsession with baboons for uh, because there are baboon cards. Um, There's there's one song called baboons and it's baboon step. (laughs) it is all very th- there's a trap mix of one of uh, <laughs> of one of the songs as well it's literally yep. i forget if it's i think it's like a beethoven song it's like beethoven song trap mix yeah so it's just how how weirdly that this game doesn't take itself seriously and i think for that it plays out to it as well um i i've played about maybe a, i'm even surprised that i've spent 20 bucks and i've played an hour and a half of it like it is I feel like for those twenty bucks, I've gotten my money's worth, w- without without question. Like it is just that weird and fun of a game, and how it slowly dulls things out to you is actually kind of interesting as well. First, Doesn't you're just collecting, you. yeah. First, you're just collecting baboon cards, uh, and and classical cards, and then you're trying to complete the set, and then you go into like this baboon sanctuary and you're yeah. trying to figure out these puzzle things that you have no idea what you're doing with and yep. then there's a candle that i was just clicking it because it was doing something and then a little devil <laughs> comes out like yep. there's so in a very simple rhythm game there is a surprisingly good amount of discoverability and not knowing what the heck is going on so
1: yeah i um like the first thing i did is i went through and i played every single song right? Yep, I was like, I'm just, exactly. I play every single song and then I was looking, I was like, oh, I have most of the cards, but not all of them. But when you get duplicates, you can sell one of your duplicates to make, uh, I forget what they call it. It's like poo something. Yeah. Yeah and, it's then you can, yeah. and you can use that to build the cards that you don't have. Right. So I did that and I was like, okay, so I have every single card. I have every card. And then I, I, same as you, I clicked the, uh, the the candle. And I was like, Oh, there's something here. And then the demon is like, Oh, if you give me these three cards, I'll give you something. So I've done that once. And it gave me like a different colored trombone, right. Yeah. And then I went into the bab- baboon sanctuary. And I was like, Oh, what's this? And it has like the four, like check marks. And I was like, Okay, I figured out that that's like, a, if you get an s ranking on four songs, you can unlock that. So I was like, Okay, so I got those. And then after that, like, it that like piece goes away and it's just an empty thing that I'm clicking on and nothing's happening and like I also don't want to look anything up to figure out how to do it like it's one of those games where I'm like I just want to figure it out on my own so like that's all I've done so far but there's enough there to be like yeah I've played every song but now I have to figure out like what is this baboon sanctuary thing and what do I do next and I want to figure it out naturally and maybe I maybe I'll have to look it up eventually but there's just like something there that's like, OK, something's weird about this game, too. And I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good game for 15 bucks or 20 bucks.
2: Yeah, sounds, agreed. great. Yeah, it sounds fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What else we got? Do you want to talk about it, uh,
1: Craig? Valkyrie yeah, Elysium?
2: Do it. do it. Yeah. Do you want to? How do you want to do it? Like,
1: is it another game that you're not going to finish? Um... So. I okay. okay, This is a good start. I do think I'm going to finish this
0: game. Okay. Um, it's uh, I. It's another Square Enix anime game. I will say it's not perfect though. One thing that I am absolutely in love with though is the combat system. Yes, I am having so much freaking fun. This a thousand times. Yes, the (laughs) combat system and Craig. Like I know I've made this comparison with other games before. This is for me. This is Scarlet Nexus combat system. Like Mm -hmm. my it's every time I'm pressing something, my brain is just firing all the synapses that are like, yeah, let's keep going. It's, it's just, it, it, the combat system is very fast. It's a, and I think it's a lot of fun. The, the gripes I have with the game, there is no personality to this main character, or at least not yet. I
2: haven't,
0: I have not run into, I've beaten now the main boss and I'm, or the, sorry, I've beaten the first main boss that's out of the tutorial and i'm a little bit into the second area but the bot like she has no she has has no qualities that make her stand out like she is just a tried and true valkyrie that's all that's all we we really know and i don't know i'm i haven't finished the game so i'll try to call my shot now you probably end up fighting odin anyway uh because Odin has like the Odin has like this sort of charisma about him that makes me feel like okay he's gonna turn evil and then I gotta kill him, kind of yeah. thing. And then Hap, he, Ragnarok happens He looks Ragnarok like a final anyway. boss.
2: He looks yeah. like a final boss. Like <laughs> okay. he he's designed like one. He looks like like when you were playing Final Fantasy X and you saw Seymour for the first time. Yeah. You were like oh, I'm gonna fight him. He's definitely a guy. Yeah. Um. I have. Uh, I'm in complete and total agreement with you there Barry. Uh I am on chapter 7, so I'm farther into the game. For sure. <laughs> this, this main character's got nothing, bro. And <laughs> all of the other side characters that get introduced because essentially Valkyrie created by Ode and we talked about it last week but just to reiterate, Valkyrie is the last line of defense during Ragnarok. You're you're there to purify souls and Craig, what we talked about last week is that the the whole level setup is built kind of like Neo, where you go into a section portion of a map, you complete it, it says chapter done, and okay. you go back to like your main area, and then you choose the next thing you're going to do. So that I liked when I mentioned it last week. I still don't have a problem with it. It's yeah. just that side quests, you also have to do the same thing. You pick up a side quest in a main mission and then you have to wait till you finish the mission to select the side quest to do it. That's a little stupid, whatever, but no personality in this main character. No person. well, the the other characters you pick up as summons have personalities, but I don't care about anybody. What I do care about is the combat and it is fan-freaking-tastic. And I'll tell you, Barry, when you get to chapter seven, it's still gonna be freaking fantastic fantastic they keep adding elements that make it a high octane battle system so to speak and thank i thank them because they know i think somebody there knows that they don't really have a story so they put you into so much combat that you tend to forget that the rest of the game basically at least in my eyes sucks (laughs) <laughs> when i'm not when i'm not fighting something that is why i will continue to play until that combat gets stale but i don't think it will which is the crazy thing um the cutscenes are not that good either the mouth does not match up to what is saying it looks like a very bad english dub but like not even like you could tell there it's a japanese you could tell it's mouthed Japanese words with an English dub. And that's just like what's happening. It looks like a full second behind like the talking looks like a full second behind what is actually being like said or what is being mouthed on the character. I can get over it. I just go up and get coffee or something during cutscenes. <laughs> I'm literally that guy that <laughs> in this game. I am going up to pee or to get coffee or I'm doing something different during cutscenes so that I could just get back to the combat. And I kind of feel like how Craig is just about general mm-hmm. RPGs, where I'm just like, can I just get back to the... I don't it's care. I yep. So like Square Enix is, is to me like Blumhouse with RPGs. They just pump them out. Some of them are fantastic and ones you're expecting. The other ones are just filler to get you to one of their higher produced rpgs what i didn't know and the last thing i'll say about it is that if you did i didn't play any other valkyrie games but apparently if you did play another valkyrie game you are highly offended by this rendition everybody (laughs) who has played like another valkyrie game which is a relatively old series hates everything about this i haven't so i like the combat and i'm gonna keep enjoying it but that's my take on it uh you know it's it's good (laughs) okay
0: yeah, like, yeah, like, overall, uh, I do, at least in Scarlet Nexus, while there, and I know Craig will hate it, while there is, like, you know, long cutscenes in Scarlet long. Nexus. Long. <laughs> the, at least the characters have some sort of personality to them. And at Got least a little, can... In depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and depth of some story. There's at least some sort of story that's you can follow. But in, in Valkyrie Elysium here, yeah, like, for... For me, like, thank God, there's a tether that just tethers me to the ex- next enemy. Because if I'm not beating yes. up on the next thing, uh Bored. if I'm yeah, if I'm not beating up on the next thing, I'm running around in a very you know slow Naruto run uh, to th- to yes. the next little boss uh, to the next little fight area. And I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but does the difficulty ramp up extremely from the boss of the area to all of the lackeys in the yeah. area as well? Like yeah, it does. the the boss hits like a hits like a tank, uh, <laughs> and you actually have to focus on dodging. But all of the other enemies, I'm just mindlessly like, yeah, kill it, kill it, kill it, <laughs> stagger it, and kill it again.
2: So it's uh, no, you're right. Today, today I was watching football, and I was literally looking at my iPad watching a game while mashing, <laughs> fighting normal enemies. But then you actually have to put on your SAT brain when you get to a boss. Because all of a sudden it's like a complete and utter difference. Um, and one thing to also warn you, Barry, uh the level design is is terrible. Craig, it's terrible, but um, <laughs> it doesn't get better, Barry, by the way. It's just all drab. There they they have incorporated so much brown in this game. It might as well be um, whatchamacallit? Uh Shin Megami Tensei Five. Like there's so Oh, there we go. Good. I like there's it. So I much, like the callback. There's so much. There's so much brown and I'm hating that color now because in video <laughs> games, because it's just I hate it. But anyway, like ugh, it's it. the combat's great.
0: So if you're looking for a really stupid, mindless game when you don't care about story or anything like that and just want to mindlessly beat up on some monsters with a mild with a very fun combat system, I'll completely admit. Um, mm. Valkyrie Elysium really for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that that's such a mediocre uh endorsement and you know what the
0: scores are mediocre that's that like the scores are actually somewhat representative of of how i feel about the game
1: yeah and yet somehow you're still gonna fight for it when game of the year comes up right um Mm -hmm. uh, no there's definitely it's mediocre mediocre
2: game of the year it is i I think it is just such a 5 out of 10 (laughs) everywhere except Mm. for the combat system but it's that it makes it a six that's that's
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so so i are saying i'll pass i won't play it don't play it okay
2: i can do that don't play it i wasn't going Um, to anyway (laughs) i uh i just want to throw out real quick star ocean divine force Um, yeah
0: because those games are very similar apparently yes but star ocean
2: is getting a lot better reviews Yes, so I'll say this. I've played both demos within a two-week span. I wish that I had not bought Valkyrie Elysium after playing the demo and that I just saved my money and bought Star Ocean Divine Force after playing the demo. So I didn't play many Star Oceans. I actually have to think and and figure out if I actually did play one. But Star Ocean Divine Force allows you to play two protagonists. So speaking of Scarlet Nexus... Um, two protagonists the demo only allows you to play the male protagonist which is raymond essentially raymond is on a ship that gets shot down out of space he crash lands on this planet that has severely less of a technological advancement than his planet does um and he's trying to find his crew that's all you need to know about the story um what i will equate the combat to is if um Oh my God, what's the game? I had it in my head. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. If Xenoblade Chronicles 3 could be more exciting, it would be the Star Ocean's combat. Okay. All right. Star Ocean Divine Force has as large of a map as Xenoblade Chronicles does. However, what it does differently is there's actually like a you hit square for light attack, triangle for heavy attack. There's an engaging battle system early in the um early in the demo they introduce you to this little like robot pack thing it's like a really cute robot that gets on your main character's back and then all of a sudden you have a flying or like a short flying capability for traversing the landscape but they also introduce it into the combat as well making the combat better so while i was playing it i got excited for this game because it does what I wished Xenoblade Chronicles 3 would do which is make the combat more engaging and make the level design more traversable traversable yeah easily easily traversed because those are my gripes and why I never finish a Xenoblade Chronicles game is I'm tired of running around at the same like pace And I just want to get from point A to point B quickly quickly, and I also want the combat to just be a lot more um, user engaged. So at least I thought. Three did a better job of it, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is Star Ocean Divine Force. I think it's a game that everybody should get and people are calling upon it to be the revival of the Star Ocean series because apparently the last couple of games have not been good um, from what I've heard. According to reviews. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) According to reviews, but I think it deserves the good reviews that it's getting already. It's having a similar problem where in the cutscenes, the, the mouthing is not matching, but it was less Gotta love these Japanese games. Gotta love them. Yep. Yep. But like it was less noticeable and more of a normal thing for me than what Valkyrie Elysium was doing. But it's it's good i only played about an hour because i played that hour and then i looked something up about it and apparently you can't transfer what you did in the demo to the game when you get it so i was like oh i, I got Yuck. it i'll stop playing i got what yep. i needed from this so an hour made me want to not fully endorse but highly endorse the game as somebody who just enjoys a nice rpg it looks like it's going to be pretty good i'll probably buy it then you will you know you will <laughs> if you if you bought valkyrie elysium then you should buy yep. this game
1: yep yep i always find it funny when i look on specifically like when i'm on my ps5 and i look at the store and, and then you and go anything- oh, that's a barry game it's no 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 yeah. oh, okay no no, no. um i'll that. look at a game and i'll be like uh it'll be like oh this is like anime this looks like a game barry would buy and then when i go to the page your pictures above it as like your friend pre-ordered this game oh <laughs> god <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> every time and i'm like this looks like a bet ba- he already pre-ordered it already pre-order? <laughs> every time it happened this past week and i don't remember what game it was but i looked at it and i was like oh there it is right in the corner your friend has pre-ordered this game oh it's so funny i hope
2: it's just barry like this i just wish that. <laughs> oh barry man
1: and I this game <laughs> um okay uh i did what i mentioned real quick the call of duty beta i know craig you talked about it just uh real quick on that um i like the direction i like the slower Mm -hmm. pace i think it's a nice change guns feel good upgrades on the guns feel good maps feel good um yeah i enjoyed it i i only played like an hour because like star ocean like you play it and you're like yeah i'm gonna buy it and then you don't really need to play anymore i'm not gonna Go all the way up to what level thirty or whatever. I think I got to like fifteen, and I was like, "Yeah, that's enough. I'm good." Yeah. Um, I am excited to play some Call of Duty multiplayer again. I know we all are. Um, yes. So, I'm extremely excited to play that in a couple of weeks. But, uh, session, um, finally came out. I feel like I played the early build of this like eight thousand years ago. I think it was like a year ago though. Um, yet another skateboarding game. Um, so what I can say about this is, um, I was a big fan of skater XL last year because it does a good job of like, you know, making it more realistic. This game, um, as far as around the edges is rough. Um, the, the campaign, if you want to call it a campaign is just a series of like riding around the town and, and finding the people and talking to them and they're like, Hey, go do this trick over here or whatever. And like, that's pretty much it. You have your skate shop. You can go and buy stuff. But I will say that the control scheme on this game is the most satisfying I've had in a skateboarding game ever. Um, It's so. Yes.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Okay. It's tough. Just like when, you know, everybody like skater XL when that came out, they're like, oh man, it's tough. But once you figure it out, like it feels good. And that's true. And this session is harder. Now they give you like three different options when you start on how you want to play. Um, the medium one is what I started with, which is uh, to turn in this game is the left and right triggers, right? That's how you turn, not the analog sticks. Um, your left analog stick is your left foot, your right analog stick is your right foot. So depending on how you want to skate, like if you do skate in real life, um, then you're going to go with what you know, either regular or Goofy. Um, And then you have A and X is a pushes off with your left foot X pushes off with your right foot to get speed, right? Um, What feels good about it is. In my brain, as somebody who skated forever is like, it's super easy for me to realize, like, all right, my left foot should be doing this. My right foot should be doing this to do this specific trick. And it works, Mm. um, which is what you want. Um, Now, the the highest difficulty. Um, which to me, was like insanely hard. But once you figure it out is so good is you have to catch your flips and in the air with your feet. Um, so like, you know how in like skate, you're like, all right, I'm going to press down and, and off to the right. And that's my kickflip. Right. And then your guy will do the kickflip. You can start that way in session where I'm like, I'm going to push down and then I'm going to push straight off to the right. And that's a kickflip and it'll do it. But once you go to the hardest difficulty, you're down into the right to start the kickflip, but then you got to position your feet to catch the kickflip in the air before Mm. you land. Extremely hard, but super, super satisfying. Mm. Um, Closest you're going to get to an authentic skateboarding um, experience in a game. Um, And it's the same thing with grinds, trying to figure out grinds because they don't tell you. Like you can look it up to kind of get an idea. But like you have to figure out, like, all right, if I want to do let's say I want to do like a board slide on a rail. I'm like, all right, well, then in my head, I'm thinking my left foot is going to have to go forward. My right foot is going to have to go backwards to put the board sideways. And then when I get to the end of the rail, I'm going to have to think and push back the opposite direction to turn it back. That's all there. Um, So it's like super in-depth as far as figuring out how to do tricks, which is the same thing as real life, right? You're going to do it Mm -hmm. a million times until you figure it out. And then once you figure it out, it just becomes super smooth, and you're just like, I find myself more than doing like the missions, just kind of riding around and skating, and like, all right, here's a cool yeah. spot, I'm gonna do this. And then the the filming aspect of it, where you can go back and film replays, is so good. They give you all the options of like fisheye lenses, which is a staple in skateboarding videos, um, mm-hmm. and just being able to like follow or have a set spot it's all great so i think the game is really good it's just super rough um if they could polish it up a little bit i think it could be a game that could rival skate but i mean skate is ea back so it's got way more money but Mm. in a in a world where skate's coming out to not so great thoughts right now because it's free to play this could have the potential to carve out its own space in the skateboarding game genre. We just have to kind of wait and see if people actually buy this game, because how many people know yeah. this game's out right now? Yeah, not yeah. very many. I don't think That's a good point. But yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it and I'll keep playing that for sure.
0: Good um, overall, I did want to ask you before we head to movies. Yeah, uh, like your time with The Last of Us remastered. It's worth it. Like it was worth a revisit.
1: Yes, um, but not for $70.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's that all sense. I
1: can say. Like I really enjoy playing through it again. But seventy dollars is just it's way too high.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: So, movies this week.
0: Yep. Uh for me, Blonde. Yep.
1: That's it. Uh I also okay. watched Blonde. Um, Craig, I know you brought up two weeks ago. I don't know if you brought it up this past week, but I watched Fall.
2: Oh, I didn't. Um, I, I, yeah, I brought it up, but like, okay. oh yeah, you didn't ahead. watch it. Okay. No. And then I
1: watched uh, Bullet Train. Okay. With Brad Pitt, I've been meaning to watch Bullet Train. Did you not watch? Did you watch Top Gun yet, Perry? No, I
0: I, I need the disc. I okay. I okay. I'm okay. not going to buy the movie digitally to then sure. buy the disc to play it on the. Okay, yeah.
1: that's fair. And that what stable. did you watch, Craig?
2: Uh, so this is spooky season for my wife yes. and I, where we watch at least one spooky movie a night. We actually uh, took it a little earlier and started on like the thirtieth. I watched um, Gung Jim. Haunted Asylum, man, uh, which is a South Korean film, and then I watched my best friend's Exorcism, which is actually a book <laughs> that I didn't realize somebody actually wanted to make a movie of a book that I I read. That's not Stephen King, so <laughs> I also watched that. It st- it came out on Prime on the thirtieth. So that okay, was my two.
0: Did, did you watch Edge Runners?
2: Oh, I watched. I watched. I think I got to the fourth episode. Third, okay, fourth? cool.
0: I'm just trying to make sure I I need to I I, I want to talk about it with you guys, so I just wanted to see you know how how far you're into it. But good four is episodes, good? that's enough. It's uh,
2: freaking great. Sorry, is it? yeah. Okay,
0: Sorry. I'll I'll check it out. I'll calm down.
2: It's freaking no, yeah, great, b-
0: no. Please do like uh, Craig. I I mentioned on last week's podcast like you know how much anime I've watched. Yeah, this is a top ten. Okay, in my yeah. list, I'll check it out then. Um, it, it is really good. Uh one thing I will say cuz you got a kid, you ain't watching this with your kid. No. Uh, okay. that that is 100% for sure. Uh it's
1: it's it, got it could it be like the perfect background uh show while I'm working? Um hmm.
2: No, nah, so or do I have to somebody, pay
1: like holy attention? Is it dubbed somebody, or is it in English?
2: It's It's it's, 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 dubbed. it's
1: dubbed. Okay. Okay. You
2: can watch I, it in dub. I, it's a good dub. Okay, the the reason why I was uh, so quick to talk there is I, that's where I tried to watch it while sure. working. And I definitely had to pause it at times. Okay, because th- there's a lot going on on the screen artistically, sure, as well as the dub happening that you have to read. So it was a little bit harder for me, I had to rewind a couple of times because I wanted to really enjoy what I saw. Um, and they throw things at you fast. And then the next scene happens. Okay. So, yeah. so just take that with a grain of salt. If you're okay sure. rewinding it on your watching device, then that's fine. I powered through what I could because it was phenomenal. But anyway, okay. I'm a sucker one, for
1: good one, animation. So. so, oh, this this, oh, is, this, is, this is this is it. Yeah. You'll love it's this. Good, good, good. Oh my for god, for sure.
0: Uh, so, you want to talk about Blonde first? Yeah, let's do it. What a divisive movie. Uh, mm. People hate it. Hate it. Now, I don't hate it. Um, There's there's something and I know this is all the directed. There's something very eerie, like Mm -hmm. because it's shot the way it's shot. You're kind of waiting for something to happen and then it does happen and then it kind of continues. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a lot about Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know her her real name was Norma Jean. I don't know. I didn't know that. Like, apparently this this version of her like was for was for the public, and then there was a different version to like Norma Jean when she was in a private life. So there's a lot going on there uh, that I had never knew. I I guess the main thing is I found the the movie's kind of eerie eeriness made me watch it like that's what I found myself continuing to watch it for this movie's long um I think longer than it needs to be it is almost a three-hour movie you could probably cut it to a two-hour film and I'd feel a lot better about my time spent with it uh definitely like and Craig you're going to mention it too I don't know what made it rated NC-17 but there are some really hard to watch like shots that go on w- way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we talked about it earlier. The JFK scene is really it's awkward. It's rough. It is. Yep. And I and I know that's what they're going for. They're trying yep. to make me uncomfortable. And it uh, works. F- yeah, and, and it did. It made me mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It was just a matter of like. is Is there a point to this movie? either like i know it's supposed to be like this psychological retelling of Marilyn monroe but like we get to the end and i'm like oh okay and then i i'm waiting for the for the videos about like the final scene or something like that because there's something to that final scene that i won't spoil because you know craig hasn't watched it yet um to where there's some sort of hidden meaning that's like completely like, oh, you're my my third eye-opening statement here with the movie, or something like that. <laughs> um Blonde's weird, and I can <laughs> completely see why it's decisive. Ana Darmis is fantastic. Yeah. This is any gripe I have with the movie is not her fault. Um and she puts herself out there. I can't imagine to be honest, what it's like to put yourself out there like that in today's world. And, like, Ana Darmis is gorgeous. She is a gorgeous-looking woman uh, and has the body to match, is what I'll say. It's NC-17. You could draw the lines yourself. Yep. <laughs> um, And I definitely think, like, she'll probably win an award for this movie. I think she deserves one, especially considering, like, Definitely the kind of acting and everything that was put into it, but I don't know. I feel like this, this director is like, he's trying to be artsy and he's trying for sure. Yep. He's trying way too hard to be artsy I, I, that's how i feel and do you know what the director's name is craig i might have to look that up here i don't it's right
2: probably ryan murphy <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it was,
0: but trying
2: I way it was. too hard
0: yeah uh, i know brad pitt's a director in this i uh, yeah. found that out as well yep. which which was kind of interesting mm-hmm. but the director is andrew dominic yeah he, he is the director to this and if you guys want to have an idea of what his other movies are
1: He's done some some movies. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um. Let's see probably here. He, he Most of them like artsy. Mind really Hunter, X. killing them yep. softly. Yep, killing them softly is great. One more time. Mm-hmm. Also decent. Uh,
0: yeah. So there, there's a couple movies in here. The Assassin as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't familiar with this director's art style. Uh, he's really trying hard. That's that is for sure. <laughs> this but is the, I'll,
1: his Oscar attempt, right? Yeah, I'll I'll stop. Like, do you have anything else to say about it? Like, um, I think the most important thing to understand about this movie is it's based on the book Blonde, which is not. An accurate retelling of her life. It's dramatized to Helen and back. Um, so is this movie. Now there is stuff in there that is true. And there's in, there's stuff in there that has no has not been proven. The JFK scene, never proven. Um, OK, uh, other things in there. One hundred percent. There's stuff with her first husband, which they don't mention his name in the movie, but it's Joe. DiMaggio. Yeah, they
0: totally. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. no. Well, no, isn't they skip over one of them. Joe DiMaggio is a baseball player. He's the baseball Correct. player, isn't he? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, there's no there's there's never been proven that I uh, I mean, I don't consider this a spoiler, but it's never been proven that he beat her. Oh, um, OK. Implied. People think so, but it was never proven. So some of this stuff in this movie you have to take with a grain of salt, right? Um, there's a lot of it that is true. Her childhood. Um, that's true. Uh, the way she died. That's true. Um, but it's just. To me, like I find Marilyn Monroe fascinating. I always have. Right. Just this Mm -hmm. fact that it's a completely made up character um, that Norma Jean was the studio created for her um, and they kind of forced her to play. Um, She was had a troubled life. Um, She got in heavy into stuff, you know, that ultimately ended her life. Um, But yeah, I think it is very artsy. Um, I'm not usually an artsy movie type of person, but I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was done pretty well. It could have been shorter. You're right. Um, A lot of the scenes are extremely uncomfortable. That's the point of this movie is to make you extremely uncomfortable. It's a completely, utterly depressing movie to watch. Um, Yeah, it is. So you have to kind of mentally prepare yourself that (laughs) it's going to mess with your emotions a lot. Um, But again, knowing again, like just being kind of fascinated with her and her character. I was all about it. I thought it was great. Uh, Anna did a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where it ranks for me in the in year. Is it a top 10 movie? Eh, probably not. Um, yeah, I don't not, think so for me either. But I mean, I think it's probably top 20 for me. I liked it. Um, is it something I'll watch again? No. <laughs> I don't need to put myself through that again. That's a one and done. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, props to her for really putting herself out there through that movie because that that's a lot. Yeah, I know it's acting, but
2: like that's a lot to have to go can I through. I ask uh can mm-hmm. I ask a question real quick? Sure. Just a clarifying question. When we're talking mm-hmm. about the JFK moment, are we talking about the Happy Birthday Mr. President JFK's? Nope. Okay. No. I was wondering what scene No. Nope. I was wondering what scene is in the movie without ruining it for myself. Correct. I thought that that's the JFK moment you were talking about, but
1: okay. No. Um I mean, it's a well-known fact that there was a relationship between JFK and Marilyn Monroe. That's been proven. But as far mm-hmm. as what happened, it's never been proven, and it never will be. He's a president, right? Exactly. Like, so it's never going to be proven. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not going
2: to. I mean, he can't talk about it. Marilyn yep. Monroe can, can't talk nope. about it. Jackie can't talk about it. Like he so. Am. I mean. Yep. Yep. Yes. I I do need to ask you
0: mm-hmm. the one scene that happens at night where it goes like night vision, uh, Craig. Yes. Did that like creep you the heck out? Like as much as it did for me.
1: not. I mean, it was creepy. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah,
0: like and I get that she's probably like strung up on drugs or something like yep. that, but it's yep. literally like there is a dude mm-hmm. that's just like on the wall that yep. uh, and yep. because I guess it, I don't it's, know. It
1: is. It's supposed to the way I interpret it. And again, he's being artsy, right? But the way mm-hmm. I interpret it is at this that point in her life, She's heavily into drugs, heavily, and the doctors are heavily giving her drugs, right? So yeah. like she was at that point would have been seeing things, perceiving things differently than they actually were. I think that's what they were going for. You're yeah, to get I was her mental state. See how yeah, I was needed. waiting
0: for a jump scare. Like, yeah. luckily, I didn't get one. But like I was right, I was like right. grasping my yeah. couch like, oh, when yeah. is it coming? I got to get
2: ready. Yeah. She she had her black swan moment. Yes,
1: essentially. Yes. Yeah, I, I I can say that I enjoyed it for what it was. Not a happy movie, but I thought it was done well.
0: Yeah, for sure. The blonde, everybody Uh, weird. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, so, Craig, you didn't watch fall, you said, right?
2: No, I am. Thoroughly excited to do it, but I can't bring myself to buy it because I think I might hate it.
1: I won't spoil anything. Um, I think everybody like you go into this movie and you're like, I know what this is going to be, right? They're going to climb the thing. They're going to get stuck. Are they going to get down? That's the whole point, right? Um, It's pretty much that. (laughs) I, I will say that there was a twist in there that I did not see. And when when they revealed it, I was like, oh, okay," like that was a nice twist that I should have seen, but I didn't totally Mm. didn't. Um, I didn't think it's a bad movie. It's it's okay. It's a it's a watch it once and you're good. I don't know if it's going to be streaming somewhere soon, right? It's it has to be. It's not a movie people are running out to buy. So I would say wait until it shows up on like Netflix or something or Amazon or something. It's gonna.
2: Yeah, here's the the thing that I I am doing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If you have Paramount Plus, any movie that's done by that studio shows up 45 days after it's theatrical or at least it's normal release. I'm not sure if Fall is one of those, but like they just put a beast with Idris Elba on there. Right. So, like, that's what I'm doing with certain movies that I'm iffy mm-hmm. about, like whether I'll like or not. So, if it, I'll have to check and see if it's, if that's one of them. But, um, yeah, I'll eventually like it'll stream free somewhere and then I'll yeah. keep it. But I look,
1: I look forward to you watching it just so you can see if I want to know if you see the twist because I did not. And I felt like I was like, man, I should have seen that. I just should have, but I didn't. Um, All right. but yeah, so I'll let you know. Yeah. Once you do, you have to let me know. Um, we'll Bullet Train, though. Y'all need to watch bullet train because it's. Uh, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I'm excited to watch bullet train. It's phenomenal.
1: Um, Brad Pitt's hilarious. It reminds me of like Kill Bill. Kind of. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like it's like a weird humor um, that works. It has like uh, it also reminds me of. Did you guys remember Smoking Aces? Yes. Yes. OK, that's oh, yeah. what I think it's. That's what I think it's closest to because they give you like six to ten characters and they introduce them all with like their name on the screen. And then you're trying to figure out, like, OK, how do all these characters end up intertwining into this story? I love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you're like, OK, let me I'm trying to figure out where everybody fits in. And when it does at the end, you're like, all right. You know what I mean? And my God, the cameos in this movie, they're everywhere. People just showing up for no reason. For like, it's bad minutes. bony, bad Bunny's in the movie. Bad bunnies in it, and there's other yes. people oh, wow. that I won't mention quite a few that I'm like, "Ah, hey, look at him! Oh, look at her! You know what I mean? That just kind of pop up and then they're gone. Um, but yeah, Brad Pitt killed it, it's hilarious. Um, super bloody, didn't expect it to be as bloody as it was, but my goodness, it's over the top and uh, phenomenal. So make sure you, uh, that's a buy, that's a hundred percent a buy for me. I'm buying, yeah, uh,
2: I'm, ex- yeah I'm, I'm gonna excited to watch it. I'm pretty excited as well. Yeah. And now the, the with the smoke and aces because like that smoke and aces is the one with like Alicia Key's common, yeah. Jeremy yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. that's such a good movie. And I Phenomenal. like that style too, Craig. That's a good yep. point. Yep. Introduce like six to ten characters. You eventually kill off maybe like three or four or even mm-hmm. more, but like you they have a, a story that they're all involved in and they're all starting like different places or like at least not in the yep. same area. I like yep. that. Uh, yeah, you,
1: you get the little backstory on each character and you're like, all right, how are they all going to end up on this train? And why are they all on this train? And then at the end, it it just ties it up perfectly for me. I, it, it's surprising Sweet. to me. I looked up Rotten Tomatoes and it was pretty low. I want to say it was like 50 or something, 50%. But I, I think it's a this might
2: crack my top ten this year. It might. OK. Uh, That's what I watched. All right. I guess I'll, I'll throw out these horror films real quick. Um, Jim. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. It's a G-O-N-J-I-A-M. A a haunted asylum is a found footage horror film, South Korean found footage horror film. Uh, I think it's a couple of years old. I had been itching to watch it because uh, my wife and I, we watch a popular YouTuber horror flick YouTuber and she said that this is one of her scariest films that she's ever Ooh. seen. Okay. So we were trying to figure out when to watch it and I'll have to say that I love Asian horror. Me I just too. love it. So cool. I love it. Um this one is it's a very easy to explain found footage type of horror. There's a, a an asylum with a history of like Basically, the person who ran the asylum killed all our patients, and then it's been boarded up. So, what do we do in this common culture? There's a YouTuber who goes and try and, and explores it, right? So, that's essentially what this is. There's a guy with a popular horror YouTube channel, he contracts five people to go with him, where he runs the show from the outside and they go into the asylum to see what's going on. Here's the thing that I have to mention if you're interested in this movie at all. It is a slow build. There's an hour and a half into it. There's a funny, humorous buildup where you kind of see the characters on their way to the asylum kind of just have fun with each other because they all come from, like, different places, right? Once they get in the asylum, though. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) So here's where I go back to the previous statement of I love Asian horror just in general. There is something about facial and body horror that is done in Asian films, South Korean, Japanese, Chinese um, films that is just transcending when it comes to horror and they do it here. Um, All the characters start out together as most horror flicks start out as, but you're waiting as the watcher for them to split up. They hear things. Apparently the uh, the the dead owner of the entire asylum liked pim, p- playing ping pong. So you knew when there was a ping pong ball or when you heard a ping pong ball that something was gonna go down. And it all centered around them trying to get into this room, which was room 402. And that was where everything kind of manifested. That was where all of the, the terribleness, all of the major um, ghost interaction happens. So without ruining it, it's, it's just, it's great. There's a possession that happens at some point. That's very, very unnerving, especially on screen. And because of what you can do with found footage, footage, when that possession happens, it's, it's really unnerving. Like I got, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Like when you got to see that person when it happened, Um, it's not, necessarily insane with jump scares i'm gonna say it's just more creepy psychological getshick, psychological and again i have I, I overuse this word sometimes when i describe certain things but it is it is unnerving like it's okay. it's the goosebump kind of thing what you see on screen and what is attacking them what other worldly forces are attacking them uh it opened up as the second most grossing south korean film i think before parasite mm. pa- parasite south korean right i'm pretty yeah. sure it is yeah yeah so yeah. i think i think before parasite was even a thing this was like the second highest grossing uh film in south korea and it's got a 91 on rotten tomatoes right now that's crazy so i recommend yeah. it. it it's only an hour and a half if you want to see a bunch of people get together and have a little bit of fun for the first half hour and then all like get weirded out by what they see <laughs> Then I should. I recommend it. Okay. Um, the The other movie is My Best Friend's Exorcism. That is done by a. It's originally a book by Grady Hendrix, and it has now been adapted into a film on Amazon Prime. I like this one. It's classified as a dark hom- dark horror comedy. And what they have done is the popular algorithm is they've taken it's supposed to take place in like the 70s so they just threw all the music from the 70s into it so the reason why we would we like shows like um oh my gosh stranger things mm-hmm. the reason why we like shows like stranger things is the same thing here it's about a, a two friends in high school named abby and gretchen they're best friends they spend the first five minutes of the movie showing you that and why um Gretchen is from the rich family. Abby is not so rich, right? So they decide because Gretchen is leaving town, she's moving. They decide to have one last hurrah. They go out to this lake house with two of their other friends. They take LSD unwittingly. Like they, they didn't, they didn't they didn't bring the LSD, but one of the other friends' girlfriends did. And then they once they take it, they trip out, they go to this house that is haunted. Gretchen has a run in with a demon and Abby like can't find her and then Gretchen just is fine <laughs> okay and the and the rest of the movie is you seeing that Gretchen is not like <laughs> when like when they when the girl's find her after her run in with the demon she appears to be normal but then the whole thing is about Abby realizing that Gretchen isn't by her outbursts She was like the popular girl in school, but she shows up all crusty after that, like really messed up crusty. That is, that's like, it's like the best way to describe her like outward appearance because she doesn't take care of herself and such like that. And she like dabbles between that and then being fine. So what I do like about it is the relationship between the two friends. They have a hilarious guy that tries to help exercise the demon with Abby, who is really funny. Um, nobody in there is really a notable actor or actress per se. Uh, I know that Abby is the person who voiced the, um, somebody in Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2, um, Agnes. So if you remember okay. Agnes, the person who voices Agnes is plays the girl, Abby. But it's a very fun, lighthearted take on exorcism, Barry. I know you're not a scary, scary movie person. You would like this. There's not a lot of jump scares. It's he won't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> let's it's, just be honest it's, here. It's the movie exorcism light. It's it's what mm. I would show my 70 year old mom, uh, well, in her 70s, mom, if I wanted to show her a scary movie. <laughs> it's what I like. It's not too tough um, on the eyes. And what I like is what they did is they took that time frame and how friends act in that time frame, And they just added that. What if you were in the seventies and your friend had a demon in her, you know, what would you do about that? You know, because again, Gretchen is from the rich family. So nobody believes Abby. And every time Abby tries to talk about it with somebody, she gets like heavily ostracized by everybody else because Gretchen's parents pay for some of the school and gretchen's parents you know are rich and loaded so you get that aspect too so i recommend it i more so recommend people reading the book the book is pretty well written and it's uh it's like 2019 i think is when the book came out it's not an old book okay um but i was surprised when they adapted it to a movie so those are my two scary movies
0: cool and
2: and you guys should watch them
0: (laughs) all right well, that's going to do it for the podcast this week. Thank you guys for listening and hope you enjoyed. If you feel so inclined, if you could review it on your podcast listening platform of choice, we'd appreciate it. And share it with your friends if you feel so inclined to as well. If you're interested in getting a hold or a contact of us, we have a Facebook, a Twitter, a Twitch, and Instagram. That's the one I was forgetting. And if you Insta. want to, you could send us an email at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Again, we really appreciate you guys listening. we'll see you guys next time.
1: See Bye. you later.
2: Later, guys.